premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Ruciello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey there, folks. This is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Folks, I hope that you made it out to church today, and I hope that while you were at church, your preacher was on fire for the Lord today. I hope and I pray that when you left church today, that you left with a renewed burden for souls and a fresh love for the Word of God, your King James Bible. Folks, welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. It is another Sunday. And uh, I am really looking forward to getting into today's uh, message, and we'll be getting into that in just a little bit. But we are broadcasting to you live from the new Asylum Studios deep in the heart of southwest Texas here in Eagle Pass. And um, we are today going to be discussing and examining the subject of abundant living. Jesus Christ is come that you might have life, and that you might have life more abundantly. You know, it's in the estimation of Jesus Christ, and according to the dictates of the Word of God, that you don't have life unless you have eternal life. But the other question that we're going to look at today, and that we're going to entertain, is what about abundant life? Do you have abundant life? It's two different issues. But before we get into that today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com? That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, head over to our contact section, and why don't you send us off a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. I really do look forward to getting them. We got a couple of new ones that uh, I was very happy to put onto the uh, prayer list, and I was also pleased to be able to uh, pray over those uh, prayer requests when they came in in my private time with the Lord. Uh, But if you don't like to use the web form on the website, that's fine. You can always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, would you also please look for the Support This Podcast button? And when you find that, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. 
Now, it might be difficult for you to commit to a, a, a one-time, I'm sorry, a, re- a recurring monthly contribution, and that's understandable. Uh, but if you could make a one-time contribution, we would appreciate that as well. And you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button or by using the Cash App QR code, which is also on our website. So why don't you pray about it? And if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very, very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, folks, first and foremost, before we do anything else, I always like to give thanks to the Lord, and I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for, uh, first of all, for saving me, uh, for rescuing me from an eternity in hell. And how did that happen? Well, first of all, the Lord Jesus Christ, the sinless Son of God, uh, gave his life and uh, was crucified, nailed to a cruel cross, and shed his precious, perfect, sinless blood. The Bible says in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28 that it wasn't just ordinary blood that was spilled. It was God's blood. God, manifest in the flesh, shed his own perfect, sinless blood to pay the sin debt for you, for me, and for the world. And all we have to do is accept that perfect gift. Ask the Lord to apply it to us, to wash us, to cleanse us with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, by doing that, he'll save you. He'll save you. And that's what happened to me 23 years ago. There was a point in my life when I realized there was nothing I can do of myself to get myself into heaven because the Bible says all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, that there is none that doeth good, no, not one, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Lord directed certain people in my path that opened up my eyes to the gospel, even though I had... I have read the Bible in the past. I had family members that were involved in the ministry that uh, that were uh, that were teaching that were teaching me, and that I was studying through them. Uh, I knew something of the scriptures, but I wasn't saved. You can have a head knowledge, but not a heart knowledge. I had a head knowledge, but my heart was far from God. And then one day through a radio broadcast that I heard while driving into work uh, one Sunday evening. Uh, I heard a message on hell and who's going there, and the message literally scared the hell out of me. It, uh, at, the, at the end of every statement that the radio preacher was making, it was almost as if I heard a voice saying, Hey, did you get that, Joe? Joe, I'm talking to you. You're condemned, Joe. You're on your way to hell, Joe. What are you going to do about it, Joe? And uh, that scared me. It truly, truly did. And I reached out to that radio preacher, and he was gracious enough to spend some time with me. He led me down to uh, Pier 34 on West Street and Canal Street in uh, Lower Manhattan. And right there in the middle of a pier, in the middle of the chaos of New York City, I heard the gospel message. And... I asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save me. I confessed to the Lord Jesus Christ that I was a sinner, that I knew I was on my way to hell. I knew I needed a Savior, and I asked the Lord to save me, and he did right there on the spot. That was 23 years ago. 
Now, of course, I've had my ups and downs. I've had my failures. I've had my, my setbacks and letdowns. But the Lord has always proved faithful. Because once you've been forgiven, you've been forgiven. God promises that he doesn't look on our sin anymore. That he blots our transgressions out of his book. Folks, if you have not experienced that, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to do it. All you have to do is just confess to the Lord Jesus Christ. All you have to do is just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm on my way to hell. Please forgive me. Please cleanse me and wash me with your precious blood and save me. That's all you need to do. And folks, I don't want you to misunderstand anything. It's not the prayer that saves you. It's the application of the blood that saves you. That's all it is. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, Colossians 1.14 says. So there's no reason for you to wait. Put your pride aside. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ and get saved today. Because before this show is over, you could die. You could die walking out your front door, crossing the street. And when that happens, you're on your way to hell without Jesus Christ. So what is it that you're waiting for? So again, I want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. I also want to say thank you to the Lord for allowing me this opportunity to be able to sit here and to open up the Word of God and to share the precious words that God has provided for us and preserved for us, inspired for us uh, throughout the centuries. And we have it, and it is fresh, it is crisp, it is clean, it is alive, and it is for us today as it was for the apostles when they penned the New Testament, for, for the scribes when they wrote the Old Testament. This book is a living, breathing book. And you need to get into it. You need to open up the Word of God. And I am so thankful that the Lord has given me an opportunity to serve him in this way. Now, I'd also like to say thank you, of course, to everybody that, uh, that prays for this ministry, that prays for me, that prays for my family. Thank you so very much for the prayers. You have no idea how important they are. Thank you so much for it, and God bless you for it. Please keep praying for us. We are under constant spiritual attack, constantly. And uh, we're going through stuff right now. So it, it's, a, it's a blessing to know that you're praying for us. Please continue to do so. And also I want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. Thank you so much for your support. Your support really does help us in a lot of ways. Your support helps us to pay for the platforms that we're, we're on, that we're broadcasting out of. Uh, your, your support helps us to pay for materials that we send out. Uh, your support is really just, it, none of it goes in my pocket. I, I promise you that. Everything that comes in goes out. And it's a real blessing, and thank you so very much for it. I also want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of you who just faithfully, every single show that we put out, download, play, share it. Thank you so very much for it. Uh, we are still currently holding the number one spot on four charts on the Good Pods platform, my favorite platform, by the way. And uh, uh, we are so very thankful for that because the, 
the more plays, the more downloads, the more exposure we get, the more people will hear the gospel. Because in every show that we do, we do the very best that we can to try to present the gospel in a clear, precise, easy-to-understand way, not something that's so heavy theological that makes you confused. We really do try to make it as simple and as easy as possible. So uh, so please, uh, continue to do so. We are so very, very thankful uh, that you have been. Please keep us up on those charts. Uh, please help us boost those algorithms. Keep, keep us in the search results. It is a real, real blessing for us, and God bless you for it, and thank you. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you are looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, well, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, please visit the church's Facebook page. All you need to do is just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get over there, you're going to find a lot of really great information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. Now, we're also very thankful to the folks at First Baptist Church for allowing us to uh, post the show on the church's Facebook page. Also, for uh, thankful to our pastor and our friend, Pastor John Monk, who, uh, who allowed us to do this as well. Thank you so very much for helping us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, folks, this I, I say this from time to time. I just want to be clear. This podcast is not a ministry of First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. I'm a member of the church, and this is something that the Lord has put on my heart to do. And my pastor, in being supportive of that and, uh, and, and, and being a good friend that he is, uh, allowed us the opportunity to use the church's Facebook page. So again, thank you very much to uh, the folks at First Baptist Church and to my, my friend, Pastor John Monk. But folks, wherever it is that you're listening, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, today, folks, it is so very important to get this gospel message out. Now, folks, um, as we're coming up to that part of our service where we are going to get into our announcements. All right, welcome to our announcements segment of the show. I uh, just want to remind you folks that Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we have our Thursday night Bible study. And uh, we recently got into the book of Revelation. We did two shows so far on it, two studies. The uh, first one was basically just an introduction, just to get you used to some of the terminology and the phrases that we'll be using uh, some definitions of some of the words that you might hear throughout the course of the study. I uh, thought it went pretty well, and I uh, got some good feedback on that. And then uh, just this past Thursday, we dove head-on into chapter 1 of the book of Revelation. We covered 20 verses, all of chapter 1 last Thursday, and this coming Thursday we'll be getting into uh, chapters 2 and uh, 3, Lord willing. So uh, don't forget to tune in on Thursdays at 7 p.m. if you want to hear it live. 
you can head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. You can listen on the uh, player on our page, or you could always log into Spreaker, and you can listen live there. Now, speaking of Spreaker, if you have an account on Spreaker and you are currently logged in, why don't you head over to our chat room? Uh, the chat room is open, and uh, let us know you're there. Say hello. If you have any questions or comments or uh, anything you'd like to pass on, feel free to mention it in the chat room, and we'll do the best we can to get to it as quickly as possible. Now, folks, if you are interested in prepping, I would like to recommend the Contra Radio Network. Well, what's the Contra Radio Network? Well, it's a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcasts and vidcast hosts, hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The CRN podcast releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on current events, has several thousand downloads a month, and hundreds of thousands of uh, downloads since coming on the air in 2014. No issues are off limits to any of these patriots. You want a breakdown of current events? Got it. You want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency? Got it. You want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Hey, got that too. You want to hear about politics, sports, campings, firearms, Bible studies, and more? The Contra Radio Network has it all covered. How do you find it? Just head on over to www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. You can also uh, listen in on uh, all the major podcasting platforms as well, like Spotify and and others. And uh, great, great contact. We are very very happy and pleased to be a part of the Contra Radio Network. Now, folks, head on over to our website, and don't forget to sign up for the uh, programming announcements that you'll see on the homepage of our website. And all that basically is, it's just a mailing list that we put together so that if in the event there's any changes to the show, any programming announcements that we have to make, you'll get an email from us just letting you know about that. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to load you up with a bunch of things that you don't really want to hear about or, or, or are concerned about. So uh, it doesn't cost you anything. We're not selling your information. It stays here local with us. And uh, why don't you get on that mailing list? And we would appreciate that. Just head over to sortofthespiritpodcast.com, look for the programming announcements subscription box, and get in the know. And since you're on the website, why don't you go on over and look at the Sword Swag section of our homepage. On the Sword Swag, you're going to find our wonderful Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs, which, as usual, I have mine right here, and let's slurp for you. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, that's good. Mm. Green tea, lime some honey. That's the way to go. And uh, that uh, Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug will set you back for a $25 contribution. And also we have our Sword of the Spirit podcast t-shirts in men's and women's cuts. And uh, you can get that for a $35 contribution. And to get that, all you need to do is just click on that info button that's on the page, and when uh, you send us over your contact information, I'll send you back over the link where you can make your contribution, and then we'll get that sent out to you right away. Now, folks, if you're in the Eagle Pass area, uh, on March the 4th, uh, First Baptist Church will be having a uh, yard sale at the church. So if, you, uh, if you're interested in doing a little uh, yard sale shopping, if you like that, if you're into that stuff, you never know what you can find at these yard sales. I watch the shows. I've seen them. 
So uh, head on over to First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass at 664 North Monroe on March the 4th. All right, that should just about do it for our announcements. So what we'll do here is we'll take our first break, and uh, when we get back from this break, we'll get into our prayer requests and then uh, move on into our message for today. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. And we'll see you right back after this break. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! Welcome back, folks, to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Uh, we are having a little audio trouble again, um, getting in that popping and clicking sound, uh, which I don't think you guys can hear, but I can hear it. Now, if in the event the uh, the audio drops 
and we have to uh, reset everything here. Uh, please come on back and just just click that play button when you get the notification that, that we're back on the air. And we're going to be picking it up right where we left off. Hopefully, uh, it's not going to happen. And we're going to ask the Lord uh, right now to uh, keep that from happening. Heavenly Father, uh, we're going to ask you today uh, not to uh, allow this audio line to drop out, Lord. We're going to ask you, Father, please um, uh, let us uh, proceed on through today's, uh, today's message without any technical pro- uh, difficulties or problems. And, uh, Lord, we will thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks, uh, let's see. Now, uh, prayer request. It's Sunday, so we tend to go through the prayer list a little bit more uh, extensively. But we did have a couple of additions to the uh, prayer list, and uh, we had one removal. So uh, let's see. Now, first of all, we always start off with salvation, uh, folks that are in need of salvation. Now, uh, we've been praying for my mom, Diane, uh, for her salvation. And uh, we're also praying for my sister, Laura, for her salvation. We're praying for uh, David. We're praying for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. And we're praying for for Jackie uh, to get saved. Uh, She was added to our list uh, last Thursday evening. And uh, a young man in our church, Manuel, had asked for salvation prayers for his mom. We don't have her name at the moment, but we'll get that for the next show. All right. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. We want to thank you so much, Father God, that you provided a way out from our sinful condition. Father God, we want to thank you so much for your precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the sinless, perfect blood that was shed for me, for, for the world, for the folks that are on our prayer list, uh, for, the, for, their, uh, for their sin, and, Lord, for their salvation. Father God, I pray for my mom, Diane. Lord, I lift her up to you. Father God, I pray that you would just touch her heart, that you would draw her to yourself. Father, that you would impress upon her the need to get saved. Father God, she has heard the gospel. She knows the gospel. She listens to the show. She's heard me preach in church. She's heard me speak at the home. Father, she knows what the truth is, and I pray, Lord, that you would just work in her, that she would accept that truth. Father, we also pray for my sister, Laura. The same circumstances, Lord, she's heard me preach. She's heard me teach. She's heard the gospel. Father God, I pray that you would just draw her in as well, Lord, that you would impress upon her the need for salvation. Father, my sister's a good, a good woman. Lord, she takes care of our mom. She took care of our dad up until the day he went home to be with you. Lord, I just thank you so much for her and for all she does. But Lord, all that good is not enough to get her into heaven. So Father God, I pray that you would just work on her, that you would draw her to yourself, that she might be saved. Father, we pray for David. Father, you know David. I've prayed for David for many years. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would just reach down from heaven, that you would grab hold of his hard heart, that you would break his heart for the gospel, Lord, and that you would move him to uh, the point where he understands and realizes that, that he needs a Savior and that he calls out to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for the unsaved members of the Baldino family. Lord, we know that they've heard the gospel. Father, we know that uh, they've heard the preaching. We know they've heard teaching. We know, Lord God, we know. Members of their family have been saved. They, they know that. 
So, Father, we just pray that you would use each one of those saved family members as a bold witness for Jesus Christ that they might be saved as well. Father, we pray for, for Jackie, for her salvation. Jackie's a Roman Catholic. Jackie's currently in the hospital. We'll be praying for her uh, sick needs momentarily, Lord. You know what they are. But her greatest need right now is, the, is Jesus Christ. So we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would just reach down from heaven and that you would save her. We pray, Father God, that you would raise up someone nearby that could come and speak to her, that could show her the truth of the gospel. Father, we pray that you would even use this show. Maybe even today, Lord. Maybe even this show, if she's listening to another on another day. But Lord, however it is that you have to do it, Lord, please, please do it. And then, Lord, we pray for Manuel's mother. You know who she is. Lord, we pray that, that you would use Manuel in a, in, a, in a strong and powerful way, Lord, as a bold witness for Jesus Christ as well. And, Lord, that uh, she would learn and hear the truth and that she would respond to the gospel and that she would be saved. And then, Lord, you would get all the honor and all the glory and all the majesty and praise for it, and we will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, we're praying for uh, Doug Turner, uh, who is uh, in the hospital in ICU. Uh, Brother Turner, is, he's a, he's a born-again Christian. He is uh, 89 years old. He's served in the pastoral ministry for many years. Uh, he is currently in the ICU in, in the hospital, and so we want to pray for him and for his family. Uh, we're praying also for Pastor Martin. Pastor Martin also 89 years old. And uh, I love Pastor Martin. I really do. Um, he's a good man, and I'm so thankful for his friendship. I am so thankful for the uh, conversations that we've had. Uh, he is my pastor's pastor, my pastor's friend as well. And uh, Pastor Martin, at his advanced age, 89 years old, uh, he has a heart condition. He has blood pressure problems. He has uh, extremely poor vision. Uh, and Pastor Martin, every week, goes out and street preaches. Pastor Martin reads 10 chapters every single day out of the Word of God. And he even has to use one of those high-powered magnifying lenses in order to be able to see the pages. And it takes him all day to read 10 chapters. So we pray for him, and we're thankful for him. We're praying for uh, Hezekiah, uh, who had a biopsy, and we're waiting for the results for that. Uh, praying for Brother Robert, uh, who has a pinched nerve. Mary Perez, uh, we're praying. Uh, she's battling cancer. We're praying for, for Diane, my mom, uh, who is uh, struggling with COPD. My sister Laura for uh, a back problem. Uh, sister Bernice is, uh, is still battling cancer, and uh, she's on some new treatments now, and we're praying that that goes well for her. Uh, Janae has a heart condition that we've been praying for for some time. I do need to get an update on that, and I'll, I'll do the best I can to get that for the next show. Uh, we're also praying for Furman. Furman is uh, in the hospital right now. Um, his son, Alex, a uh, born-again believer, is uh, taking care of him. Furman recently got saved, and we're thankful for that, and we're thankful that we could have had a small part in that. Uh, uh, Furman is uh, he's recovering from a fall. Um, he, he was doing well for a couple of days, and uh, Alex informed me today that uh, he's been struggling again with with eating and he's been sleeping a lot and some other issues as well. 
So we're praying for Furman, uh, for those issues, uh, and for the uh, cancer that he is battling, advanced uh, cancer. Pray for Sharon Baldino, uh, who is also battling and dealing with cancer. Cancer. Uh, Martin Mata, uh, dealing with cancer as well, uh, lymphoma specifically. Uh, Caitlin has asked prayer for her grandmother, who is in the ICU. And uh, Jackie, also in the hospital with uh, congestive heart, fil- heart failure. And uh, so we're praying for Jackie there as well. Our Heavenly Father, we lift up all of those on our sick list to you, Lord. Each individual person on here has a specific need. Father God, I pray that you would just touch each one of them. Lord, that you would bring comfort where it's needed, that you would bring grace where it's needed. Lord, that you would show mercy to each and every one as they endure the, uh, the medical conditions and problems that they're struggling with. Father God, we just thank you so much for, uh, for answered prayer. And Lord, we just pray that you would answer this prayer according to your perfect will for each one in their lives. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, going on down the list here, we're praying for, uh, praying for Jude, my brother-in-law, for his business, his, con- his contracting business up in New York. Now, if you are in the New York area uh, and you need a good contractor, someone who does really good work, my brother-in-law Jude does fantastic work, uh, you could reach out to me and I'll put you in contact with him. Uh, he is currently traveling abroad, so as soon as he gets back, he would get back to you on it, I'm sure. So uh, again, if you're in the New York area, you could reach out to me and I'll get you in contact with him. And uh, Hopefully he can help you out. Also, we're praying for Federico Salinas, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, works out here in Eagle Pass. Uh, he, uh, he's, he's been taking care of his mom for doctor's appointments and such, and, and so we're praying for him, and we're praying for the next, uh, the next step in his life. Uh, he, and he shared a few things with me personally recently that I can't really speak about um, you know, with great detail. But uh, for the next step of his, uh, of his life, we want to th- pray for him and for the decisions that he's making and for the direction he's going. And we also want to thank, uh, thank the Lord for him as well. He's uh, a good brother in Christ, and I really do appreciate the, uh, the fellowship we've been having of late, and uh, I'm really thankful for that and thankful for his friendship as well. We're also praying for Angel uh, in her pregnancy. Uh, we're praying for Alex for his job. Uh, Isabella is asked for prayer for her walk with the Lord. Jessica for her walk with the Lord as well. Brother Herrera is asking for prayer for his job, his financial situation, uh, his walk with the Lord, uh, for the Lord's protection uh, as he goes about his business, uh, also for getting his vehicle back, um, and uh, for his overall health. So that's a great prayer for uh, Brother Alex. We're going to pray for that. Also, Alex has asked for prayer for his father, Furman, uh, for the Lord's favor to get him into a good nursing home, uh, for the Lord not to let him suffer and uh, to be able to regain his ability to walk, and that uh, his father makes it to the rapture. Another great prayer. So we're going to pray for those things uh, as well. Uh, The Purcell family is still traveling, uh, so we're praying for them for travel mercies. And uh, tonight, Brother Robert is going to be preaching at uh, First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. We want to pray for Brother Robert uh, and for his message uh, that he's going to be bringing to us this evening. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you again, Lord, for answered prayer. We want to thank you, Lord, that you give us the ability to boldly approach the throne of grace with our petitions, our cares, and the concerns of our heart. Father, today we just uh, go over this list, this general prayer list, Lord, of, you know, with Jude and uh, Federico Salinas, Angel, Alex, Isabella, Jessica, Alex Herrera, and his dad, Furman, the Purcell family. 
and uh, particularly Brother Robert this evening as he'll be preaching and delivering the message that you've laid upon his heart. So, Father, we lift up all of them to you tonight, and we just ask you to bless them. Lord, uh, meet the needs that they have, and we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, uh, now uh, moving on to the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Uh, the unspoken prayers are some things that are deeply personal that um, may not be able to be discussed in great detail. Uh, also, you might not have the right words to, to describe the particular need, but you know the Lord does know your heart. He knows the need that you have before you could even think of it. And so tonight, uh, we're going to pray for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for his unspoken prayer request, Mike Elizalde, uh, Manuel, Larissa, the Gaitan family, and for myself. Uh, and we'll uh, go to the Lord here. Our Father, our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for, uh, for your ability to know and understand our needs without us having to verbally communicate them. Father God, we want to thank you for the, for the ability to come to the throne of grace, to lay our petitions out. Father, we want to thank you so much for all the love, the mercy, the grace that you've shown us and you've poured out upon us for all of us that are on our prayer list, prayer list all, of, all of us that are listening, uh, under the sound of my voice tonight. Father, we just lift them up to you. We ask you just to meet every need, Lord God, according to your perfect will for us, for our lives, for your honor and for your glory. And we will thank you for it. Lord, we also ask you just to... Uh, uh, just to help us as we uh, teach tonight, as we preach the message you've given me tonight. Father God, I pray that you would just uh, uh, keep the devil at bay and not allow him to interfere and uh, cut out the power on us as we're, uh, as we're preaching and teaching. And Father God, that uh, you would receive the glory for it. And we will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, why don't you email us? You can uh, send it to me directly at info at sortofthespiritpodcast.com, or you can head over to our website and uh, open up that web form, and you can send me a message through there. Either way, we'll get it, and we'll be very, very happy to add it on to our prayer requests. Now, uh, let's see, any prayer requests or anything in the chat group that we might have missed? No, nothing there. All right, well... Uh, we are going to, uh, we have no missionaries that we're going to talk about today. That's, that'll be the second Sunday of next month. No listener questions uh, for today. No birthdays to mention. So what that basically means is that we're going to take a short break here, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, get yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a refill, grab yourself a bottle of water, get your notebook, and when we come back, we'll be getting into today's message on abundant living, and we'll be right back right after this. We'll see you in a few seconds. from 
This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. 
It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, when you hear that, you know that it's time to get into our study uh, for the day. All right, episode 72 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we are underway. So why don't you take your Bible and turn over to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And while you're doing that, don't forget to head over to our uh, chat room over at Spreaker. If you have an account with Spreaker and you're logged in, you can jump into that chat room and say hello. We'd love to see you there. If you have any questions or comments or anything that you'd like to bring to our attention, you can post it up there in the chat room and we will get to it as quickly as we possibly can. All right. And uh, don't forget also to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends, your family, and your followers. And uh, help us spread that gospel message. Uh, don't forget we're on all of the major podcasting platforms. Uh, I love Good Pods. Great platform to be on. I love the format of it. Uh, but we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. So uh, don't forget to check us out there. All right, John chapter 10. John chapter 10 and beginning in verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Jesus really was fairly narrow-minded, wouldn't you say? You know, this is the same Jesus who said just a few chapters later, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And then in verse 2, But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable Jesus spake un this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jesus just declared that if you try to go in any other way other than the door of the sheepfold, you're a thief and a robber. And then he said, he is the door. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Shall we pray? Our wonderful, precious, and gracious Heavenly Father, we acknowledge to you today that we are not particularly special in any way or in any regard. Lord, we are an assembly of sinners, and yet for some of us, we can gladly declare not boastfully, but rejoicing, we can say, sinner, saved by grace. It could, be very, it could very well be, and in 
in all probability it is that there are some that never experienced the wonderful, glorious grace of Jesus Christ. I pray that before this day is concluded, that they might come to the recognition of that great need in their life and heart, and that their entire destiny will be determined by what they do with the one who is the door. Our Father, we would like to examine a little bit about abundant living today. We need your help. We need your insight. We need your revelation. Would you grant it, I pray, for Jesus' sake, in his name, amen. All right, now, our text is the last half of verse 10. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So the first thing to observe is life itself. Jesus Christ is come that you might have life. Now, this life is defined in verse 28. Let's look down at the verse. Verse 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So in the estimation of Jesus Christ, according to the dictates of of God's word, you don't really have life unless you have eternal life, unless you have a plan, a program installed in your heart and mind, which is a veritable guarantee that you're going to live and live and live. That's eternal life. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. But the greater question that we're going to entertain today is, well, what about abundant life? What about abundant life? It's two different issues. It's two different issues. If you're saved today, if you've trusted the Savior, if you've been born again, you have eternal life. Well, you might say, well, I don't always feel like it. That's all right. You've got it anyway. You know, I've been fighting off a cold for the last couple of weeks, and I don't feel like I've had life. (laughs) You know, I felt like I had death, but I didn't quit breathing. I still had life. You see what I'm saying? What I'm trying to tell you is that your feelings don't have anything to do with it. It's the covenant contract of God that dictates the whole purpose of the, th- of the whole thing. Now, if, now, you have life, but what about abundant life? What I'm talking about is, are you enjoying it? Are you looking forward to tomorrow? Are you expressing joy? Is there peace and comfort in your life? Quite frankly, as you stroll the byways and the shores of America today, it's, it's really quite difficult, in my estimation, to find people with any kind of facial expression that would suggest that they're experiencing abundant life. And I'm sure that some of you right now are probably looking like you've been weaned on a dill pickle. I mean, where's the abundance in the life? What is abundant living? Well, first of all, Let's look at what it's not. All right, let's go to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Just one book back from where you are. Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. We're about to discover what abundant living is not. Luke 12, 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. So abundant living doesn't have anything to do with an accumulation of junk. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, he who has the most toys wins. 
Because the truth of the matter is this. You've never seen a U-Haul truck at a funeral procession. And then to, to, to sink this deep into the minds of his listeners, he told, a, he told a brief parable. Let's see what that was. Verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a rich man brought forth plentifully. So he's already rich. Okay? Now he gets a bumper crop. Verse 17. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, so he's talking to himself now, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night, Thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So Jesus illustrated the idea that abundant living isn't the accumulation of stuff. It isn't the accumulation of stuff. Well, then, what is abundant living? So as I researched the word abundant, abundance, abundantly in the Bible... I've discovered that they're frequently associated, and we're not going to take time to look up all the verses, but they're frequently associated with the words grace, joy, revelations, and love. Well, now, those are things that in reality everyone needs and everyone desires. But what's the principle here? There's an underlying principle that... that brings forth and establishes abundant living. Let's go over to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So the principle is that when you put a seed into the ground, a seed of anything, the seed itself must die. And in the process of the seed's death, it grows into a plant, a tree, you know, whatever it might be, and then eventually it produces fruit. Now that principle is established because Jesus Christ himself conformed to it. He became as, as a seed. The Word of God, um, the, the Word of God, he, he's called in, in, in John chapter 1 and verse 14 and John 1.1. 1, 1. First uh, Peter chapter one verse twenty three says, "Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever." And he died, and in his death he brought forth much fruit, and that's why there's been millions of people over the centuries that have confessed Jesus Christ and are now part of the kingdom of God and are declared to be His children and His princes for all eternity. That's much fruit. So in some strange way, we're told to follow his example. So if Jesus had to die to bring forth fruit in abundance, I guess in some strange way, we have to do the same thing. Now, now does that mean that we don't bring forth fruit until you know, they haul us off to the graveyard? The only fruit that I see in a graveyard is worms. That's not what he's talking about. Quite to the contrary, actually. 
There is desired fruit that's associated and connected to abundant living in your Bible. Go with me over to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. You know, the thing I hate to see almost as much as an individual who's lost and won't repent and is on his way to hell and won't trust Christ is, and I suppose the most grievous thing in life, most grievous thing in life to me, um, but the second most grievous thing is a miserable Christian. Have you trusted Christ? Oh yeah, I'm saved. Praise God. Well, you sure act happy about it. Well, you know, I got a lot of problems. Well, then you need to discover abundant living. Now, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, all right, now wait a minute. This message is primarily dedicated, and I'm, I'm kind of giving you some theological principles here in the introduction, but we're going to get super practical in, in about a minute. But I want you to get the principle. I'm dedicating this message primarily to people who are listening that have recently been saved. I want you to get off on the right foot. I'm going to try to give you some, some things today that will help you establish abundant living in your life. I don't want you to be unhappy. And honestly, neither does God. I want you to experience all of the abundance that God has for you. Now, you know, a lot of modern-day preaching... Uh, that all translates into financial prosperity. Well, that's a little unbiblical. Well, let's see what the fruit of the Spirit is. Because you see, when you trust the Savior, the Spirit of God moved into you, and it took up residence in you, and He's living there. Now, if you do what God wants you to do, it'll turn into a great abundance of what? Well, verse 22 of Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. So those are all things that will help you. They'll encourage you. They'll be a great source of blessing to you. Now, what do you need to do? Well, here comes the practical part of it. You say, all right, I'm a brand-new believer. Perhaps you're not. Uh, you've just kind of been rocking along, you know, spinning your wheels in the sand for a long time in your Christian life. What you need to do is get tapped into abundant living. I am come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. I mean, this whole business of just, you know, uh, dragging through life is pointless, isn't it? Uh, Things do not provide abundant living. And let me show you a statistic to prove that. When, when in the history of America, when in the history of the world have teenagers had more stuff than they have today? Did they have more stuff in the 50s? Did they have more stuff in the 40s or the 20s? Did they have more stuff in the 70s or the 80s? When did they have more stuff than they do today? All right, now I said that to say this. The number one killer among teenagers in America is suicide. Is suicide. Well, I guess God's right. Abundant living doesn't come from the accumulation of stuff. It must be something else. Well, I wonder what it is. God said, I'll make it available to you. Love, joy, 
peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. And then he phrases it really interestingly, right? He says, against such, there is no law. So in other words, there's nothing that can countermand that. There's nothing that can overrule that. There's nothing that can steal that or take that away. God's people need to tap into abundant living. Well, how do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's go over to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Now in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, and he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gained the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? So the first thing that you need to do is this. You need to practice a little self-denial. You need to practice a little self-denial, which simply means disagree with the world when they say it's all about you. You know, there's even a bumper sticker that I saw actually recently out there that says, it's all about me. No, it isn't. But if you pursue that mentality, if you continue to harbor and embrace that thinking, you're destined, you're destined to be miserable. You won't find love and joy and peace and gentleness and meekness and faith and long-suffering. Jesus Christ had to deny himself a lot more than you and I have to deny ourselves when he went to the cross at Calvary. So learn a little self-denial. Say no to the old flesh once in a while. It won't kill you. It'll actually help you. Secondly, go over to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12 and verse 41. Mark 12, verse 41. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which made a farthing. And he called unto his disciples, and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, This poor woman, this poor widow, hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Now notice, they cast in of their abundance. Not abundant living, abundant money. They put a little in. This poor woman put everything she had in. And Jesus is actually sitting and observing and watching what people are putting into the offering plate. You know, a few years ago, I visited a church, and when they took the offering, you know, they didn't pass the plate through the rows. They had the plates on a table in front of the preacher, and he stood there. And all the people stood up, and they walked by the offering plate, and they deposited their offering, and he stood there watching. And he would go, mm-hmm. Or he would go, mm. Imagine that in your church. But I say that to say this. Attempt to be a giver. Attempt to be a giver. You say, I want abundant living. All right? I'll understand that God's logic is just about 180 degrees from ours most of the time. You know, the prophet Isaiah said, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. 
you figure out a thing one way, it can almost bank on the fact that God's got to figure it out in the opposite direction. Look with me over in Luke chapter 6, if you would. Luke chapter 6. Learn how to be a giver. Selfishness never brings abundant living. Never, never, never. All right, Luke chapter 6, and let's look at verse 38. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye met withal, it shall be measured to you again. Now I want you to notice, give, and it shall be given unto you. But what is it? What is it? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's whatever you gave. Give, and it shall be given unto you. What is it? It is what you gave. You say, well, I'm just, I'm just mad. We're always, always behind the eight ball. We can never make ends meet. We can never catch up. You know, we're always just, we're, you know, we're always short at the end of the month. You know, not enough month, not enough month, not enough money. But you know what my suggestion is to you? If you're going to make, any, and it's not really going to make any sense to you at all, to be honest with you, but it's not going to fit any human logic either. Um, it's going to be repudiated. It's going to be disputed over and over and over again. But I know what God says. God says, give. Oh, that can't work. I already can't meet my obligations. I can't afford to give. I can't afford to tithe, preacher. Take it up with God. He said, give, and it shall be given unto you. I have found the best way in the world in my life to get money is to give it. And I can honestly, I can sit here for the next three days, 24 hours a day, and give you personal testimonies of that. I found that the best way to get is to give. But, you know, maybe money isn't the issue. You know, let's talk about something else. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just feeling so rejected. I'm feeling so forlorn. Okay, you need some love and compassion? Give it. Give it. Give and it shall be given unto you. You know, I'm continually amazed. And, uh, you know, actually, I, I said to a lady that I was visiting in the hospital one time back up in New York, uh, and she said to me, and this is when I was an AP, she said, Pastor, except for you, no one from church has visited me in the hospital. And I said, really? And then I said, well, can I ask you a question? And she said, yeah, of course. I said, how many other folks in our church, when they've been in the hospital, have you visited? And she said, oh, well, I guess I haven't. Give, and it shall be given unto you. I need, I need, I want, I want. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Learn to be a giver. Whatever, it, whatever you give, you sow generosity, you receive it. You know, people want to be on the receiving end of prayer, but they don't want to be on the giving end of prayer as much. Now, if you're a new believer, let me help you, okay? As practically as I know how, let me help you. Now, hopefully your church has at least one service a week that's exclusively not about you. Now, when I was an AP back in New York, our church had that. I mean, every other service you come to a church and you say, you know, I'm going to get a blessing. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You should get a blessing. 
You know, you go to Sunday school, you learn something, you receive. Amen? You go to Sunday morning, hopefully you receive something. You go to Sunday night, hopefully you receive something. But we had one service during the week that wasn't about us. It was a prayer meeting. Strictly a prayer meeting. There was no preaching. There was no Bible study. It was strictly a prayer meeting. And you know something? It was the least attended service. Do you know why? Because the whole emphasis was that we weren't there to talk about us. We were there to see what we can do for others. Now, our church here in Eagle Pass, before each service, we take prayer, we take prayer requests and we pray for others. We take prayer requests, and we dedicate a whole segment of this podcast to taking prayer requests and praying for others. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Learn to be a giver. When we would have our prayer meeting back up in New York, uh, we would meet on a Saturday night. We'd spend 30 minutes taking the prayer requests, and then, um, and then we would spend another 30 minutes, 40 minutes uh, in prayer. And, you know, you know, if somebody had a friend or a neighbor that needed to be saved or, uh, or a family member uh, needed to be saved or somebody who was sick and needed prayer. Uh, and then what we would do is we'd break up into these small groups of three or four, and then we would pray. Like I said, for another about a half an hour, 40 minutes. And what we would do is we would kind of go around and give each person in that group a chance to pray. Now, it could be a little uncomfortable if that's your first time doing something like that. But, you know, if you're new, if you're new to it, you know, just say so. Just say so. Tell them, hey, look, I'm new to this. I'm, you know, I think I'm just going to listen. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. Keep quiet until the Lord grabs you and says, you need to open your mouth. Um, there was one time I was praying with, with a guy, and uh, he said, you know, I've never done this before. And I said, it's all right. You don't have to. Uh, you can if you want to. I said, um, I said I'll pray. Uh, the guy with us will pray. And if you want to pray, then go ahead. You can jump right in. But if you don't, that's fine, too. So I prayed, then the other guy prayed, and then there was a long pause, and I was just getting ready to say, I was just about to say, all right, let's call it quits, you know, glad you came, and all of a sudden, I don't know, I guess the Lord just kind of got a hold of the guy, and he said, Lord, I don't know much about this, but I'm just glad to be saved, amen. And then he looked at me kind of embarrassed, and I just put my arm on his shoulder, and I said, you know what, that was perfect. It couldn't be any better than that. That's a great start, right, Amen. What a great start. You say, well, you know, what if I can't get to every meeting? That's fine. Go to every other meeting. Go once a month. Couldn't you go to prayer meeting once a month? You know, I read a great article about a guy that was developing a program in his church uh, based on this simple idea. And what he did is he had done like a covert survey among his members, and they had no idea what he was up to. And what he did is he accumulated and he documented, based upon the response of his church members, as to how many hours a week they watched TV or listened to the radio. And then the program was, would you be willing to tithe, you know, give 10% of what you give to the TV or the radio to God? Now, does that sound outrageous? You see, learn to, learn to be a giver in your prayers in your finances, in your life, in your generosity, for your concern for others, and that'll help you enter into abundant living. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to just about time for our sec third break of the night. 
Uh, in the meantime, why don't you like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. And when we come back from this break, we'll continue on with our study of abundant living from John chapter 10. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Sinners, 
We.
Amen. 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 Oh, nope. We didn't want that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my fault. My bad. I, I had it on auto. But amen to that. Um, uh, that's a beautiful song, Benediction, uh, by the Soundforth Shingers and Orchestra. Love that song. Love it. And uh, uh, I know uh, I don't usually play three songs like that, uh, but uh, felt the need to do so. But great song. Great, great, great song. All right. So we have been talking about abundant living. Abundant living. And uh, we've been talking about giving. Uh, so, And we're at the point number three. So why don't you take your Bible and head over to 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and uh, I hope that you are getting a blessing out of this. Don't forget to check out the uh, chat room, Spreaker.com. If you have an account with Spreaker and you're logged in, you can jump on into the chat room. Uh, we would love to have you there. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast with your friends, your family, and your followers. And uh, we are on all the major podcasting platforms, uh, Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So don't forget to check us out there. All right, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Uh, let's see. We're also talking about, you know, prayer meetings and such. You know, you know, well, preacher, you know, I don't have to come to a prayer meeting to pray. No, that's true. You don't have to go to a prayer meeting to pray. But if you don't go to the prayer meeting, how do you know what the needs of the other people are if you don't? Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name's sake, there will I also be. You know, and I just, I, I honestly, I just find the whole thing to be an absolutely positive thing for the believer, because when you go to a prayer meeting, you know, you walk in that door, you sit down, and immediately you're faced with the concept of it's not about me. It just isn't. All right, Second Timothy chapter three and verse fourteen. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Now all of that to say this. Determine to evaluate your lifestyle, your decisions, your choices, and your view of the world through the Bible. Allow the Bible to become your spectacles. Allow the Bible to become your prism. Allow the Bible to interpret for you the facts of life. You say, I have to make a decision about whatever it is. Allow the Bible to help you. I can't think of a more important decision in life that you cannot find information to help you about it in the Word of God. Now, you've got to be around it. You've got to be familiar with it. You've got to be acquainted with it. You've got to learn about it. Amen? Allow the Bible to help you. There is so much more that we can say about that, but we really do need to move on. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Folks, I want you to have abundant living. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that command themselves that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Now, the next thing you need to remember, if you're going to have abundant living, is to avoid the comparison game. 
You have to avoid the comparison game. Notice what it says. And comparing themselves among themselves, they're not wise. So on one hand, you get people that say, well, those people over there seem like such spiritual giants. I mean, I'll never reach that level. It's discouraging to me. And I guess I'll never even try. I'll quit. I'm just going to quit. Comparing themselves among themselves, they were not wise. Now, on the flip side, you have people that say, I know I'm a lot better than that dirtbag over there. You know, comparing themselves among themselves, they were not wise. Run your own race. That's the point. You have a race. You have a lane. Stay in it. Forget about everybody else in that regard. If you can be, if you can be a help and a blessing to other people, be a help and a blessing. But you're not, you're not here to compare yourselves. You know, I've had people say to me, you know, I'll never know as much Bible as you do, preacher. Well, you know, bless your pointed little head. Nobody expects you to. I just expect you to run your race and do the best that you can. Amen? Comparing themselves among themselves, they were not wise. Now, if there's anything, if there's anything I pray we don't become is one of those groups that compare ourselves one to another. Now, you know, you've been in churches. I've been in churches where folks kind of come in and, and the first thing they do is just kind of look around. You know, did you see how they were dressed? No, it, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. You know, avoid the comparison game. It really doesn't matter. You have to avoid it like the plague. Now, here's another one. Here's another one. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I guess there was a day when this wouldn't even need to be mentioned, but you know, you really can't take anything for granted anymore. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So do you know what this is talking about? Go to church. Go to church, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You know, someone said, well, you know, I could be a Christian without joining or attending a church. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But it's kind of like this. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a student who won't go to school. It's a soldier who will not fight. It's a citizen who will not pay taxes or vote. It's a salesman with no customers. It's an explorer with no base camp. It's a seaman on a ship without a crew. It's a businessman marooned on a desert island. It's an author without readers. It's a football player without a team. It's a politician who's a hermit. It's a scientist who doesn't share his findings. It's a bee without a hive. And a Christian, and a Christian without a church is just like those things. Folks, I've told you before, it bears repeating, I did not come up with the idea of a church. God did. I didn't invent the word church, nor did any other Baptist, uh, Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopalian preacher. God did. God is the one that came up with it, and God is the one that endorsed it. Go to church. Go to church. Make sure it preaches the book. 
Make sure it gets you in the Bible. Make sure it instills in your heart a love, a reverence, a regard, and a respect for the Holy Word of God. Now, folks, that'll just about do it for today's show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your patience as we work through some of these audio and technical problems. just want to say that um, this was a real blessing for me, and I hope it was for you. And uh, I am so looking forward to getting with you again on Thursday evening. But until then, head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Open up that web form. Send us over any messages or questions you might have. Also, look for that Support This Podcast button. And when you find it, help us out with a monthly recurring contribution. Until next time, may God bless you and take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.